See, I've been doing this. I've been doing this kind of stuff since like 2012. Mm-hmm. But my dad is a singer songwriter, so I've kind of been oh, doing it my whole life in yeah. a way, like going to shows and figuring out how to set things up and, yeah. and doing all that kind of stuff. But. So this, uh, my, my name is Maple. I go by Maplex Monk professionally. The website called maplexmonk.com. I don't know if you knew that. I'm here with uh, Rich. How do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Carbusia. Carbusia. Yes. I wanted to say Carbusia, but I was like, that's probably going to butcher it. Oh, that's close enough. It's better than most. <laughs> uh, are you, what's, uh, what's, the, what's the background behind your name? Um, well, that name's actually like French, Italian. Uh, okay. they're, not, they're not actually sure where it comes from, but... Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's French-Italian by way of Dominican Republic. It sounds kind of Italian, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, yeah, pretty dope dope name. Yeah. Uh, is your first full name Richard? or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, just go by Rich, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Rich and I work together in our day job um, as, mm-hmm. as uh, couriers and transporters of things. That's right, yeah. <laughs> in the Louisville area. And uh, I've I had I had worked at this location before. I don't know if you knew that, but I had I had uh, for several years in in town had been doing this job, mm-hmm. and then I just recently came back from working another job, and Rich happened to be working there. And this guy, for anybody who doesn't know Rich Carbusia, he's just one of the most prolific cyclists I I've seen in this area. And I don't say that lightly. I feel like that, I know yeah. some some pretty awesome dudes who ride pretty hardcore um but yeah coming back to this job and you being there and just like just seeing you tearing it off across the campus <laughs> like just it's super inspiring and um not to talk too much like right in the intro but but when i first like i, I met you here and then I, I i feel like a couple weeks later there was this race going on at the waterfront yeah, um, yeah storm eva bandman say that again storm eva bandman storm eva bandman yeah, park right yep. Okay, yeah. So what was the what was the event officially called? Uh, yeah, that's what it was called. It's at Eva Bandman Cyclocross Park uh, here in Louisville down on River Road. Yeah. Um, yeah, the event's called Storm Eva Bandman, and it's just kind of okay. like a like a celebration of, uh, you know, bike racing and cyclocross racing, which we'll kind of explain a little bit more. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, man, it's like, you know, they had this craziness, you know, costumes and, like, you know, music. It was awesome. Yeah, beer, all that kind of stuff. Was, that was in October, wasn't it? Early yeah. October? Yep. Okay, so so my friend my friend and I, um, who is an awesome cyclist in and of his own regard, Dr. Rockwell, um, we were riding and we ha- we had planned to go that day to Bardstown Road because there's this thing called Cycluvia that they do every once in a while where they shut down Bardstown Road. They also do it on Frankfurt Avenue. Mm. I think I mentioned it to you at one point. Really cool thing. But so we were on our way to that and decided to just stop by the waterfront where that uh, I can't even remember the name of it now. Uh, Storm Eva Bandman. Storm Eva Bandman event yeah. was going on, <laughs> and and it just happened to be going on. I mean, it was a perfect weekend for it. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Like the weather was awesome and it was the right time of year. Uh, so we just happened to go up there and we were like, okay. I mean, it looks like just about anybody's riding around the track right now. But it's a pretty elaborate track that they had put together because the space, there's lots of like hills and valleys mm-hmm. and everything in that area. And there's a big, you know, kind of open grassy area that's good for cycling. But the way they had it laid out with all the routes just uh, roped off and everything, you had to like loop back and then go up this hill and like yeah. run down some big steps. And so it was a really neat track. And we got on it and just jumped on it and kind of started riding around. And we got, I think we were close to the back side of it, maybe only like halfway around. Uh-huh. And that was when we ran into Rich and his crew, who just happened to have a little tent set up on the back side of, of the area. 
and you guys were representing the brewery that sponsors you, right? Uh, yeah, Ethereal Ethereal Brewing out of Lexington, Kentucky. And that's from from Lexington. You're from Lexington as well. Yeah, right? I'm from Lexington, and and uh, that day when you seen us out at the park, we were actually uh, the tent that we were posted under was from Pedal Power, and that's okay. a that's a bike shop out of Lexington that my uh, that my teammate works for. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. Are you originally from Lexington? Yeah, I'm from Lexington and, uh, you know, moved here to Louisville for uh, undergrad and kind of stuck, stuck around for grad school as well. So, right. Yeah. Are, there, are there more, like, races to do here than there are in Lexington? Yeah, I mean, the bike scene here in Louisville is a lot more developed than in Lexington. And, I mean, I think a few things kind of contribute to that. We have a really good mayor here who, you know, he, um, he, he really works towards the infrastructure um, for bikes here in Louisville and, you know, trying to make Louisville one of the premier bike cities in the country. And, you know, they've definitely become more bike friendly uh, just right. in the past, like, five or six years that I've been here. For sure. Um, you know, we got more bike lanes and, you know, you see cyclists pretty much everywhere nowadays um, in Louisville. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, compared to Lexington, I mean, the, the bike scene here is just, is just you know, tenfold. Yeah. Way, way better. Yeah. I've, I've been to Lexington a few times, not, you know, not a whole lot over the years, but I've definitely been enough to see kind of the layout of the city. And it's a great place. Like, there's a great energy there. And I, I really enjoyed my trips to Lexington. But it's, I can definitely imagine what you're talking about as in regards to kind of the infrastructure of the streets there mm -hmm. not really being super ideal for doing a lot of cycling. Like, maybe, maybe certain parts of it are pretty good for it. Yeah. But Louisville has is exactly what you said like within the past five to ten years i've seen a whole a whole lot of changes where they've been increasing the uh, the bike lanes in a lot of downtown areas that really have been problems in the past yep. and i've seen i've seen like the mayor you said like you said um has done some really awesome things and i've seen some other really awesome influential local people who've come together like the uh the people have you heard about the fall city community bike works shop? i have yeah actually just recently here over yeah. on logan street uh -huh. so that's a really awesome thing that came together and um john and isabella are the the people who founded it i kind of was helping them when they were first starting it oh cool but really cool place they take they get a lot of awesome donations from different people who you know just have stuff they're getting rid of and they fix up the bikes and sell them really cheap yeah. um, in order to you know pay everything that they have to pay but they also do like they do ballet at the uh forecastle festival and okay. you know they'll have a setup at you know different events that are going on around around town throughout the year but like you said, just there's been a lot of really awesome innovations in the cycling scene in Louisville. Yeah, um, that I've seen, and, and you know as well. What uh, what have you been doing this year specifically in cycling? Well, so this year, um, you know, it's uh, this year has really been a year of just kind of of growth for me. Yeah. And um, so next year, uh, just to skip ahead a little bit, I mean, next year, December 2018, Louisville's uh, going to have the Cyclocross Nationals. Oh, here. Nice. So that's kind of a big deal. Um, last weekend, we just had Derby City Cup, uh, which is a UCI event. Okay. Um, and uh, it was kind of like, like the trial run for nationals for next year. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I've been focused on racing this year, but really my focus is on, you know, December 2018, getting ready for nationals and, you know, making sure that I'm ready. But, um, but yeah, this year, I mean, you know, I do, I do more than just, uh, more than just cyclocross. I try to stay cycling pretty much year round. Yeah. So, um, you know, this summer I did a few like short track mountain bike races, 
Um, there's a guy named Brian Siegel who puts those on, really good guy, uh, great racing, you know, cheap $5 races, you know, just something to stay in shape and get some is competition in. Brian Siegel, is he a local guy? Yeah, he's a local guy. Okay. Um, can't remember exactly what organization he's with, but he, he sponsors the races nice. uh, down at Eva Bamman called uh, the Mountain Bike Short Track Series, and uh, it's kind of like cross-country mountain biking, uh, you know, real real cool stuff. And then um, on top of that, you know, I do like uh, – I did, I did one road race this, this year. Um, it was my first road race. Kind of didn't really like it too much because, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, you're you're literally like inches off somebody's back tire. That's kind of scary. Yeah, and if, you know, they make one wrong move, everybody's going down. So, yeah. um, you some know. some pretty narrow, like, country roads that they'd go on? Or? Well, we actually did. This this race was at Iroquois Park. Okay. Um, which yeah, is, you know, know here. Yeah, South Louisville. Um, and you know, I mean, they just repaved it, so it was really fast. You know, guys were guys were going at it, and uh, yeah, like road racing, just not for me. You know, I, I try to stick to off road racing. Uh, you, would you would you say specifically that off road racing is less like I want to say aggressive uh-huh. than <laughs> on road racing? And that's the thing; it's it's kind of weird. It's like you can you know you have more liberties to take more chances off road because you know you go down on dirt. Yeah, you can still definitely get pretty Injured. messed up yeah. yeah you know i've seen guys break collarbones and you know sprain their sprain their shoulders and stuff like that it's a little more forgiving than the concrete though yeah so like you know people aren't as aggressive in road riding but you know one wrong move and everybody's going down and yeah. it's, it's not pretty you know yeah. that's a lot of expensive carbon fiber hitting the ground a lot of uh you know a lot of skin on the right being left on the road so you know it's something i try to uh you know, I try to use it just for more like a training tool, you know, going like long yeah. summer rides and stuff like that, which Louisville is actually pretty good for, you know. Yeah, the Louisville Loop, is has, has it been completely finished at this point? Uh, I don't think it's completely finished, but they've got a lot of a lot of portions that are, you know, they've got like 20, 30 mile portions that you can ride. And How would, um, you, how would you explain the Louisville Loop to somebody who didn't know anything about it? Yeah, so I mean, it's a, it's a greenway that they're working on here in Louisville, and what they're trying to do is actually have it to where it goes all the way around the city and make a hundred mile loop, which, I mean, I, I think that's a, a huge deal. And, you know, kind of like we were talking about earlier, as far as the infrastructure goes, yeah. I mean, that's that's a really positive thing for the city. Uh, you know, it's, it's promoting like health and well-being at the same time and uh, promoting, you know, cycling yeah. as, you know, a viable, you know, option for people to, you know, get healthy and have fun at the same time. And if you can get all the way around the city, like the, the Louisville metro area <laughs> on a bike, yeah. and how long do you think it takes to go all the way around? If, like, 100 miles? Is that what the, the loop is? Yeah, the miles? loop would be 100 miles. Um, ooh, if you're really fast, you know, maybe, like, four hours. Yeah. But if you're a human, you know, regular, normal person, <laughs> it might take you five or six hours. Yeah. Um, but that's still moving pretty, pretty yeah. good rate, yeah. In, uh, in 2000, speaking of 100 miles, yeah. in 2015, when I was in Colorado, a couple guys that I worked with out there at another uh, courier delivery <laughs> transporter shop. Uh-huh. Um, but we, we had planned some rides, and we ended up riding from Aurora, Colorado to Golden, Colorado. Mm. And it's almost 50 miles, like, one way. And so basically the whole trip is about about a century. And uh, it, took us, it took us about six hours, but we definitely stopped. Like, in Golden, Colorado, we went... <laughs> Don't know what that was. We got some uh, some background fans over here. <laughs> that guy was crazy. Um, 
So we, we stopped in, in Golden, Colorado, and you know there's this restaurant that I guess they had been before on this on this ride, and uh, so there's a specific restaurant that um, called the Buffalo Rose that they always stop at. Mm. So we stopped there and had a good meal, and then got back on the road, and it was awesome. Like quite yeah. a quite a ride though. Like definitely, um, like the terrain in Colorado is a little bit different than than Kentucky. I know the air is a little but, bit thinner too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit thinner, but I really appreciate the air quality in Colorado. Yeah, like, oh, I think I'm sure. That, yeah, like the it gets uh, filtered through the snow and you know the atmosphere and everything up there but anyway just speaking of like 100 100 mile rides yeah. like that was a super you know extreme experience and we did it twice the second time we did it my friend trevor who is an amazing cyclist but he was just pushing so hard yeah and like so he got a little ways ahead of me a couple times and i was like just slow down man <laughs> and he overexerted himself so like yeah. he was going hard and he was you know beast mode but then he, he just, blew up. just kind of started to slow down, and then he's like, we, we caught up with him, and he's like, man, I pushed myself too hard, and we still had, like, a ways to go. Like, <laughs> Oh, man, that's, a, that's like the worst feeling, 25 though. 25 miles to go. I've something. been there. I've been there so many times, man. I mean, that, that just kind of, you know, reminds me of, of, like, so the cyclocross racing, which is basically, you know, we're doing laps. Yeah. Um, it's a time thing, and, um, you know, so... It's usually 45 minutes to an hour, and it's kind of similar to cross-country mountain bike racing, except the, the bikes are like, they look like road bikes with, with knobby tires on them. So, yeah. so, it's, uh, so you get a little bit more speed going, but, you know, as far as you're talking about, like, you know, you're going in, going a little too hard and blowing up, yeah. I think uh, with cyclocross racing, like, that's all this is about, is just managing your... Endurance. Managing, yeah, managing your endurance, man, managing your, you know, when am I going to sprint? When am I going to pass this guy? Because, uh, you know, I had a race... It was actually uh, one of my best finishes of this year. I came in third place, but um, but I, I went super hard on the first lap. Yeah, you know, I was like, <laughs> I, you know, it was the first race of the year. I'd been training all season, you know, all off season. Yeah, I was hyped up. I was I was at the start line. I was looking around. I was like, none of these guys can take me. So <laughs> I'm taking. I'm grabbing this whole shot. You, you gotta know? have that confidence. Yeah, man. man. You know, yeah. I was just looking at everybody. Like they look, they look timid and scared. And like <laughs> I'm ready to go. So you know, I, I went out the gate hard. Uh, put a put a big like 10 15 second lead on the first lap and then after that it was just like holding on for dear life yeah you know because your heart your heart's pounding you're at your max heart rate yeah you know you got to keep it up and you you know you got guys chasing you so uh but yeah man i mean luckily i, hold, I held on for third that race but definitely you know if i if i could have managed a little better you know could have probably placed a little higher maybe even won that race right but uh you know it kind of speaks to the how mental you know cycling is and like how you got to be, you know, aware of like your mind and body connection. Yeah, that goes there. How much energy you've got, how much it's going to expend to do like certain maneuvers, and if yep. you want, I mean, is that a kind of a classic problem that people have trying like using too much of their energy at the beginning of the race, trying to get into first place? Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of like a, it's kind of a, excuse me, it's kind of a necessary evil because it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to sit back and chill, and then. Um, you know, if you sit back too much, you might get you might get pinched in the back of the pack. And if you're in the back of the pack, it gets harder and harder to move up as the race goes on and the in the field, you know, spreads out. So it's one of those things where, you know, you, you tell yourself at the beginning, all right, okay. this is really going to hurt. And, yeah. <laughs> and I just got to push through it, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. But that's how it goes. Yeah. That's how it goes. Cycling is intense. Um, I've uh, I, I've. I think I told you this 
off the mic before, but yeah, I got into a, I got into a car accident when I was really young, like eight years old, and so uh, I, for some reason, after that happened, some years had passed, and then one I, I just was riding my bike all the time, like to mm-hmm. and from work, and eventually one of my friends told me about the job that we work at, mm-hmm. that uh, that you could do bike delivery in in Louisville, and I was like sounds like the perfect job for me and so I ended up doing it for about eight years and just yeah and it's awesome don't get me wrong and like one of the coolest things about it I think is that you can go to different cities and you can just contact another store Mm -hmm. and say hey I have this experience I'm still in good with my you know my management and everything and there's a lot of opportunity for travel yeah with doing that um something to think about if you ever <laughs> want to do yeah. that but it sounds like you're doing bigger and better things to be honest like um how how did you end up getting the sponsorship that you have uh through the brewery in lexington well so uh i got my teammate evan mueller he um he was the one that actually like put the put the sponsorship package together okay and so you know we started out we did our first season of cyclocross you know and you start off you start off at the bottom you know yeah. um, and then you move up as you go as you get better so, you know, we started off our first year and we were like, man, this is expensive. You know, like we're talking $35 a race. And then on top of that, you got to buy, a, you know, an 80 to $100 license uh, just to race. So really? Yeah. I didn't realize so, that. Yeah. I mean, bike racing is like, you know, it's definitely like a, a, a privileged activity, yeah. uh, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, crazy. it's not something that, uh, you know, you got to have some extra income and. And, you know, being in my mid early twenties, you know, it, extra <laughs> income is like, are you are you kidding me? Right. So, <laughs> right. So, uh, so yeah, my friend Evan, he just started reaching out to local businesses, and in, in, and um, he got in touch with this this brewery that was a new brewery at the time. They don't they were only like a year old, called Ethereal Brewing in Lexington. Nice. And um, you know, it, all it took was just one guy to believe in us, and uh, his name's John. He's the owner down at Ethereal Brewing, and you know, he's been sponsoring us um, for three or four almost going on three years now um very cool and so yeah you know i'm super grateful for him and then we also have some uh once we once we got him on board the following year you know more people started picking up on what we were doing yeah once you get one sponsorship it's a little bit easier i suppose yeah exactly and you know like they see like oh okay these guys are these guys are getting the word out for this brewery people know who they are now um and so we got another sponsor um easy rider cycling and this guy he does uh he was actually the Australian BMX like junior champion. What? Yeah, his name. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got we got him as a sponsor, and he does right now. He does like bike tours, so like okay, if you wanted to uh, like say go to the the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina, like he'll do like a bike trip down there. Or, Red, oh, or wow. like go biking in Red River Gorge. He'll do like a guided yeah. like bike tour down there. That's so, awesome. Uh, so yeah, we got him, and you know he. He helps us out with transportation sometimes, and then we also have Pedal Power uh, Bike Shop in Lexington helping yeah. us out. And they'll, you know, they'll bring their truck out, they'll, their tent. They'll even send us a mechanic uh, oh, to help, yeah, nice. to help work on the bikes, you That's know, awesome. like at the races because because things go wrong frequently. So. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much how we got the sponsorship, and uh, you know we're we're sticking with them, and and you know they've been they've been great to us. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Speaking of of sponsoring companies i want to thank quills coffee for uh allowing us to do this uh the last them the last podcast that we did we did at barrett bar and they were really cool with it and and this quills coffee happened to be right down the street from where we work and so 
coming in here to get coffee on a regular basis. I've talked to several of the people that work here, and I mentioned the other day that I was thinking about doing a podcast over here. They were really receptive to it. They were cool with it. They even have an outside wall outlet, which is really ideal for this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So big ups to Quill's Coffee. We appreciate everything that you're doing for us and keeping us caffeinated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, great coffee. <laughs> and slightly warm. It's, it's a little chilly outside, I've got to be honest, um, but... You know, we'll get through it. We're both wearing long sleeves. We're going to be fine. Yeah. Won't, won't get too many more days like this either. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really beautiful for early November, I would say, for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing that I was just thinking about a second ago was that when w- when we saw you at the cyclocross um, track the other day, early in October, one of the things that, that we were talking about then was that a lot, I guess the majority of cyclists maybe have to have multiple bikes for rides like that because there's such a likelihood that something's going to break down they're going to have to stop and do most people have a team of people working on their bikes or you know what's the situation for the general cyclist who's entering in one of those competitions yeah so i mean you can definitely get by with uh you know just having one bike um but in this in this cyclocross racing so i mean there are times where you have to get off the bike and run there are times where you have to ride through you know axle deep mud there are times where you have to ride through sand yeah so you know and and then on top of that you know you're right next to you're right next to another racer um you know things people bang together people rub elbows and you know you can go down and crash and break something you know it it happens uh it's happened to me quite a few times this season you know um where you go down and break something so there's a couple ways you can go about that i mean the the sponsored riders typically they have like two identical bikes okay which we're talking you know five thousand dollars a bike that gets pretty expensive yeah so um yeah they'll have like two or more identical bikes but a lot of the a lot of the amateur guys you know they'll usually have like one bike maybe a backup bike like they might use their mountain bike as their backup bike okay something like that just to keep it more economical do you think Although it's more economical, do you think that those guys have, uh, or girls, have a little bit of a less advantage because they're riding two bikes that aren't going to ride the same for them? Yeah, I mean, the you know, they're short races. They're 45 minutes to an hour, so hopefully... <laughs> That's a short race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's short, you know, the, in the endurance cycling world, that's, that's a short yeah. race. But, um, sure. So hopefully, you know, hopefully you don't need to, to use a second bike. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. Yeah. Um, so, you know, typically you don't see that, you don't see the having two bikes uh, becoming a real advantage until the, the going gets tough, you know, okay. until there's, there's snow on the ground, until there's mud, there's... You know, you're dealing with the elements. You know, your derailleur uh, or your or your your cranks won't turn because there's mud. You know, it's just caked in mud. So right. that's typically when those guys you see that advantage like really, really come out. Little airplane going overhead. Yeah. <laughs> just pause it for that. Yeah, um, that's it's so insane how much cyclists go through in order to in order to win um, but even the people that don't win are still going through just crazy crazy levels of uh, endurance that they have to have is there a difference um, just just because I'm naive about this about the racing world mm-hmm. what's the what's the difference between like the seasons like is there a summer season and a winter season like are they connected is it one big season like how does that whole situation work yeah, so I mean, uh, most cyclists they typically have like a, a discipline of cycling that they're you know that they're really serious about. So 
for me, I focus on cyclocross, which takes place in the fall and the winter. Okay. Um, a lot of guys, you know, they focus on road. Most, you know, the vast majority of cyclists are, are road cyclists. So, you know, and that's that's where a lot of the uh, the money's at too. So, um, so the road guys, you know, they, they typically race in the spring and summer. So they want to be in their peak physical condition, you know, spring and summer. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's that's really the difference in the seasons um, with cycling. Um, but you can, like I said earlier, you know, I mean, you can cycle year round. There's always sure. some, there's always something going on, you know. Uh, you know winter time you know mountain biking things like that yeah yeah um i guess one of my questions was as far as competitions are concerned um i'm sure there's there's sometimes different organizations put together different competitions but is there like a big competition schedule or you know is it is it a big tournament essentially yeah. <laughs> like a bunch of competitions that go into one big tournament for the full year or how does that work Okay, so yeah, um, I mean, there's a few different racing series here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, we're lucky here in the Ohio Valley. We have what's called the Ohio Valley Cyclocross uh, right. Racing Series. So OVCX, you can check it out. OVCX.com. Nice. That's the um, that's the racing series that me and my that me and my team participate in the most. And you know, that's like a it's kind of similar to NASCAR, where it's like they take your best seven races, okay. and they'll uh, they'll average your points and they'll figure out who's the overall champion for yeah. that for their category based off that so yeah there's the ovcx that's a that's a more regional um racing series and then you have like your uci which is um which is like a national racing circuit so um yeah with those i mean you're you're going to have stiffer competition um guys are going to be way more serious uh than at the regional level but the regional level you know like i said we're really fortunate to have a cyclocross series right here you know we we, our races are typically in louisville uh cincinnati uh indianapolis lexington kentucky things like that so how often around here how often do you get to travel to other cities uh pretty much like you know there's there's i think the race schedule is like 13 or 14 races and um, you know they're pretty scattered, so they because they try to they want to get they want to tap the market as much as possible here in the Ohio Valley. So, um, so yeah, I mean I'm traveling quite a bit, yeah. um, and that it definitely takes its toll on you. Sure. You know, I mean uh, even though we're doing it for fun, like you know getting everything together. Yeah, just being uh, on the road that much. Yeah, takes man. It out of you. Yeah, just having you know worrying about where am I going to eat, how am I going to get warmed up, uh, <laughs> how am I going to get warmed up, things like that. Um, you know, and that's that's the difference that you see between the amateurs and the pros. And yeah. uh, you know, the pros they got they got they got a team van. You know, they got chefs. They right. got <laughs> they got all their food yeah, planned they, out. They, they got a masseuse. They're not, they're not stopping at a fast food restaurant to eat along the way. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they don't have to they don't have to drive two and a half hours. You know, wake up at six a.m. to to get ready to go race. Right. And, they're uh, sleeping while getting a massage in like the, the Winnebago. <laughs> yeah. The way there. Exactly. So it's like you know. Um, so yeah, I mean that does make it a little, little bit more difficult for like us amateurs, you know, that you have to, you're you're your own support, you know, right. you and your friends and family or, or whoever you got racing with you, you guys are your support. Um, but it also makes it, you know, it also makes it, uh, it's it's kind of cool at the same time because you know you you develop bonds with people yeah. uh, around cycling, and I think that's like, for me, like that's what's kept me in cycling is like the relationships that I've built, like. My whole social life now kind of revolves around riding that's awesome. bikes. You know, that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, that's the, I, that's the way to be, in my opinion. Um, I've I've always been an avid cyclist, like my whole life, and one of the reasons I got the job that you know that we work was mm-hmm. because you know, like I said earlier, because I could ride a bike 
and work and get paid for it. But we were kind of talking about this earlier, but like riding my bike for my job, for me personally, at, at some point kind of takes the fun out of it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's kind of different because you're still getting, if you're winning in your races, you're still getting paid for it. But I feel like it's different in that regard because it's a competition and it's about the competition. And so if you win and you get money, that's part of the whole process. Yeah. But it's it's completely different than just having a day job where you get paid to ride your bike back and forth from the store to the person who's buying whatever you're taking to them. Like, yeah. It's just not the same. Like no, no. And part of it may be the distance that you're riding or, you know, the fact that you're you're riding specifically for the validation of somebody that you're riding yeah, to. Yeah. I think that in competition it's a lot more about yourself and your team and, you know, it's still about pride and it's still about winning, but those are just kind of like side factors to the competition and the camaraderie and Yeah. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely. I mean I know uh I know like, you know, riding my bike every day as a bike messenger like it definitely, you know, I've, it, I'm doing it right now because I'm in I'm in graduate school. Yeah. But, um, you know, it definitely took a toll on me that I didn't I didn't see coming yeah. uh, when I first started this job back in like July. Is you know, uh, doing bike messengering. Um, I didn't I didn't think it was really going to affect my racing, but it has unfortunately. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like I do have an advantage. I do have a leg up on other people who just, you know, they may have an office job. They don't even get to see the sunlight because right. it's dark at 530 when they get off work. So, I mean, I do have the advantage that at least I'm on a bike every single day. Yeah. And, and you don't have to, like, work a day job and then go home and, like, sit on a, sta- a stationary bike or something like that. Exactly. Like, get yeah. to combine those two. That was one of the things that I came up with along the way was that I don't really need a gym membership while mm-hmm. I'm riding a bike for my job because I'm getting plenty of exercise all the time. Now I have a gym membership and I'm driving <laughs> a car and I, you know, I do kind of appreciate going to the gym in a general sense. But yeah. anyway, uh, what are your plans moving forward? Like what, uh, what else would you like to do in cycling? And you know, what are your plans for the next few years? Um, well, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, this coming year, you know, we got December 2018, cycle, yeah. cyclocross nationals here in Louisville. So that's one of the biggest things you're looking forward to. Yeah. Right now. So I mean, um, yeah, so that's that's definitely like the the biggest thing on my mind. Yeah. Um, maybe doing an Ironman when I graduate college cool. in 2019. Yeah. Uh, was trying to do it this year. You know, I got the the cycling and the and the and the running down, but the swimming just it just Took kicked it my ass, man. Yeah, like. <laughs> do you not do a lot of swimming? No, like I I last time I was in a pool was I was like 12 years old, you know? <laughs> and like yeah, so I went over here to the to the pool and and I swam like 50 meters and I was completely out of breath. Which is crazy to me because I'll it? go, yeah, I'll go run six miles, I'll go ride fifty miles, but swimming is intense, yeah. man. It uses your whole body, like all of your muscles go into that. Yeah, so you know, uh, if I want to do the Ironman, gotta, yeah, gotta get my swimming up. But uh, but yeah, I mean, for this next year, uh, as far as cycling goes, yeah, the cyclocross nationals are mm-hmm. definitely, definitely uh, on my list of things to prepare for and. And, you know, what's crazy is is um, I'll probably start training. I'll probably take a month off since the season's uh, wrapping up this week. Yeah. I'll probably take a month off in December, but come January, I'm right back at it, right back on the training plan, hitting the gym, hitting the weights, uh, you know, getting on the trainer, even though it's going to be cold and, and yeah. dark and ugly outside, just you got to do it, you know, because yep. if you're not training, that next guy is, you know, they're, they're, they're coming to take your spot. So, um, so yeah, man, that's that's what I got going on. 
You gonna you gonna pick pick up some January night shifts at the job, <laughs> the courier job? Uh, <laughs> I try not to. I try not to ride at night too much, yeah, just because it's kind of dangerous. For yeah, sure. and people are already stupid enough during the daytime. But <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but yeah, you gotta uh, be careful out there, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's some good goals. Even you know, even just two goals over the next couple of years, like those are some pretty huge things to accomplish for sure, man. Yeah. So best of luck on that. Um, I, I'm sure that you're killing it in general. Like, I know I <laughs> see you whizzing it. back and forth all the time, and I'm a little jealous. You know, I wish I was riding my bike more, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's way faster, way more money. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you do take way more orders than me a lot of the time. Like I look at your numbers every once in a while. I'm like, man, he's taking like twice as many <laughs> as me. I promise I'm not cheating either. Man. I promise. <laughs> I believe it, <laughs> yeah. Are you are you looking like are you, are you working toward getting more sponsors or how does that? Uh, yeah, so so definitely yeah. Hit us up on our Instagram, um, Ethereal Brewing CX. That's Ethereal Brewing CX. Uh, yeah, hit us up on our Instagram if you're interested in getting some sponsors. We try to get local businesses, you know, because we're really about the grassroots, you know, buy local kind of thing. So yeah. we try to get local businesses here around Kentucky. So if you guys uh, know of anybody that's interested and, you know, thinks that bike racing would uh, would be a good market for them, just hit us up. Let us know. Ethereal Brewing CX on Instagram. Is there anything else like Twitter or Facebook that you want uh, to throw nah, out there? Yeah, we're not, we're not really into that right nah. now. But uh, <laughs> Instagram's but yeah. a good one to go with. Yeah, yeah. Right on, man. Well, I've been here with Rich Carbuccia? Carbuccia, yeah. Carbuccia, that's the one. Been here with Rich Carbuccia. Nailed it. <laughs> my name is Maple. You can check out more of my stuff at maplexmonk.com. And if you want to do a podcast, if there's something you'd like to promote in Louisville or the area, hit me up and we'll set something up in the near future. <laughs> we'll be back again soon. I'm not sure exactly when the next one's going to be. But we've been talking to some of our, some of the guys who were on the last podcast, Erwiz mm-hmm. and Jake, some of their friends, and them, got a place together in the in the area, and they're talking about setting up a studio. And so we're gonna sit down with their producer Casey in the near future, hopefully, mm. and talk about some of that stuff. But once again, thank you for being here, man. Great chatting you with you yeah. outside of work, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. as a little style. Thank you, sir.